You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Chase Edmonds finally has a buddy. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. The Arizona Cardinals have officially inked James Conner to a one-year deal. Uh, the details have yet to be uh, divulged to everybody, but Bo, getting right into it here, what we've seen this offseason from Steve Keim, Michael Bidwell, etc., is boxes are being checked. And the Cardinals had a tough end to the 2020 season, and they had a lot of question marks surrounding this roster. Who is going to be retained? Who is going to leave? Etc. And right now, April 13th at 10.29 a.m. local time, the Cardinals have checked a majority of the boxes. Sure, it's been with elder statesmen of the NFL with J.J. Watt and A.J. Green, two guys that will definitely add stability to this roster, as we've mentioned myriad times up to this point. But the signing of James Conner shows that the Cardinals – and Steve Keimer thinking rationally during an offseason. It's like, you know, this they need a running back. Okay. So you draft a running back at 16 overall. Nah, it's probably not a good idea. He'll go down. He'll already be. Whoever would be the, the draft pick at 16 would already be one of one of the top paid running backs in the league without paying uh, playing a snap. And you say, oh, James Conner, 26 years old, injury concerns, but it'll be a team-friendly deal. It'll check a box, be able to run between the tackles, catch the ball out of the backfield, and be a perfect 50-50 mix with Chase Edmonds. This has got to be a home run at this point. I mean, you you look at this, especially in April with two weeks away from the draft, and you can grab James Conner, who hasn't been signed already. This is a win. Yeah, it's part of that unique offseason where teams are struggling to find cap space, especially when like Pittsburgh, where you, you had the huge contract with Big Ben and they restructured, but at the same time, they still weren't out of the woods as far as their salary cap's concerned. They brought back Juju Smith-Schuster. And James Conner is just one of those guys where probably in any other offseason isn't available. And at the price tag that the Arizona Cardinals likely got him at on a one-year deal, it's just a perfect matchup for the Arizona Cardinals and what they were looking back from the running back position this offseason. I mean, as you said, he checks all the boxes. He's a guy that can run between the tackles. But he's also a guy that is uh, – he's – He's been on the field and he's been asked to tote the rock when there's a bunch of wide receivers on the field as well. I mean, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers like to spread it out, and James Conner is – this is something that he's done. He's going to be out there and he's going to be able to either you know do the zone blocking or he's going to be able to run between the tackles. He's just so versatile. I mean, the biggest knock on him, Alex, and you mentioned it was his health. He's even dealing with an injury right now. What was he? He was on an all-terrain vehicle. He's on a recreational vehicle and he got a turf toe-type injury. It's just like this guy – I mean, he's Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, he's Mr. Glass, potentially. <laughs> Is that over your head? It, wow. It's a, it's, your unbreakable it's reference? <laughs> you're yeah, Shama- exactly. you're Shyamalaning me right now? Yes. Wow. Uh, but hopefully, you know, there's no twist at this one. If, if James Conner can stay healthy, he is going to be the guy that the Arizona Cardinals need, uh, the type of running back to complement Chase Edmonds, and it keeps Chase Edmonds in his familiar role, which you and I both believe is the right fit for Chase Edmonds. And, James Conner, I mean, the pro football focus grade of just under 90 receiving in, in 2019. So he has the ability to catch, catch the passes. He has the veteran leadership. He has the playoff experience. Uh, he's just, I think he's he's a really good fit for the Arizona Cardinals. And he gives them also, you know, the ability to 
There, there is no question mark as far as 16. I think that they, they're going to continue to identify needs with that, and it's probably going to be a cornerback. Um, but and with 49 to it, it takes that probably out of the equation. If they want to go, I think I think they could still go running back later in the draft. You know, you could look at some guys, you know, Larry Roundtree, who could be available in the fifth, sixth round pick as well, where they got a guy like Andre Ellington. So James Conner just fills that need, and he's got the upside that would have people kind of scratching their heads watching the Cardinals play in the middle of the year saying, like, how did they get James Conner? How'd they get him on this price tag? Yeah. I mean, I have two things to say. One, M. Night Shyamalan, fantastic, sneaky cameo in Entourage. He was great in Entourage. Um, Him and Ari Gold, that was masterful. Um, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if that's over your head, Bo, bringing it to this century away from M. Night Shyamalan's movie. What? I've never seen the Entourage movie. No, he was in the TV show, Bo. I mean, oh, I don't have well, time to do this. I already have to explain football to you. I can't explain Entourage to you also. James Conner, to your point, everything you said is right. I mean, the injury concerns obviously are, are, are an issue, but, I mean, as is most NFL players. I mean, any play could, be your, could knock you out for the season. But the, we talked about this late last week. There's one thing that the Cardinals needed to focus on. The short yardage uh, ineptitude at times last year was glaring. I mean, how many times were the Cardinals first and goal from the two and then ended up third and goal from the nine? And you're running end arounds or you're definitely not looking at DeAndre Hopkins inside the five-yard line when you're throwing the ball. It was Dan Arnold central. James Conner averaging four yards a carry. Rodney Hudson up front is going to help get that push that the Cardinals desperately needed last year to get in the end zone because they're going to need to score a lot of touchdowns this year and not settle for field goals with the murderer's row of teams on their schedule this year. And that's something that James Conner, another box that he will check, now being a part of the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about this a little bit more this segment. Why not Micah Parsons at 16 if he's there? The stud linebacker from Penn State. Bo and I are going to discuss it. Like, if Micah Parsons is there, he could, he's arguably the best defensive player in the draft. But with the off-the-field issues, with the stuff in the locker room that's, you know, it's a heralded ground. The locker room's a heralded ground in college and then obviously uh, in, in the pros as well. Is, is that going to force him to drop a little bit? And if he does drop, is it worth the Cardinals taking it and bolstering the lineup? You're looking at Chandler Jones and, and, uh, and Micah Parsons with Isaiah Simmons as your linebacking core. And obviously, Chandler Jones is more of a hybrid, but why not? Why not him? We'll discuss that. To put a button on on James Conner, is this a set and and forget about? James Conner is going to be the RB1. Chase Edmonds will be the RB1A, interchangeable, whatever. That's it. Set and forget it. Maybe draft a running back in the fifth round, as you mentioned, or if they trade back, draft one in the third. Or are they set from the running back room at this point, like they are seemingly from the wide receiver room before the draft? Yeah, I, I think it still gives 26. He's going to be 26 Cinco de Mayo. It, it still gives you, you probably should should look for a younger solution at running back. And, and we mentioned like the Arizona Cardinals in 2015, they had a running back room that included David Johnson as a rookie, third round rookie. You had Chris Johnson that they added because they didn't know what they had really. And they, as far as Andre Ellington and David Johnson, right. and it just gave them the depth. You could always use it. Um, and but now you have the ability to where you don't have to utilize your first or second round pick on it. Now you can utilize those picks on identifying, you know, your glaring needs that remain. And uh, I think that would be, you know, course the cornerback position, and then also you can look at, you know, another 
option on offense, it would probably be a wide receiver or, you know, tight end, but there's only one tight end and probably won't reach the Cardinals at 16 despite my mock draft <laughs> results from yesterday. Um, <laughs> but James Conner, I mean, he, he does give you just kind of, I mean, if they want to delay things, if they don't want to even take a, a running back in the draft, it also gives you the ability. Like, I know it's, it's you're rolling the dice, but I also don't think like if Chase Edmonds is forced into a starting position this season a couple times because James Conner, you know, I mean, he's, we talked about it yesterday. He's, you know, predicted, projected to miss three and a half games. That's just what his career numbers tell us. So you have to be prepared for that. And, you know, find, you know, I don't know what they feel about Jonathan Ward. I don't know what they feel about, you know, Benjamin, but you got to have your options that kind of fit a similar style to James Conner. But uh, yeah, it, it, they could go either way. This just gives them the ability to do that. Right. And I mean, there are still glaring needs. This fills one. Um, this yeah. gives you, what, three quarters of a tank from the running back position where you're empty yeah. on corner. You're, I mean, what they do with linebackers is going to be very interesting. What they do with wide receivers is going to be very interesting. We'll obviously keep our finger on the pulse. Coming up next, Micah Parsons, a very polarizing character coming into the 2021 NFL draft. In a lot of mock drafts, he's dropped. And the Cardinals may put themselves in a situation where you got to look in the mirror and be like, what do you want this team to look like on defense? We'll talk about that next. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about betonline.ag. Listen, just because the NCAA tournament's been over for a while now and because football doesn't start until September doesn't mean there's a whole lot going on on betonline.ag. You got NBA, you got NHL, you got Major League Baseball all day, every day for the next several months. So, BetOnline is where you need to go. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place all your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So it feels good. The Arizona Cardinals have checked another box. James Conner, the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals, signing a one-year deal. And listen, if he pops and somehow has some sort of career renaissance going back a couple years, they can resign him. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, there's going to be the free agent crop for 2022 is going to be the exact free agent crop from 2021. It's a bunch of guys on one-year deals either staying or going somewhere else from their, their team from 2020. So it's it's going to be a science experiment. I mean, you can see if he can raise the floor from where they were last year with Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake was very hot and cold last year, ended up with good touchdown numbers, ended up with a, you know an okay total with rushing yards. But if you watched every snap like we do, he wasn't the guy that you could trust from second one to the last play of the game to be able to move the ball down the field from the running back position. And hopefully James Conner and Chase Edmonds as a group, as an entity, will be able to do so. Now, Micah Parsons, again, very polarizing character. A linebacker, absolute machine, 6'3", 245, sub 4, 440. He's got all the measurables that you'd want from the heartbeat of your defense. The Cardinals don't have a heartbeat of their defense that's not sitting over the top at strong safety named Buda Baker. They don't have much else. You know, you have the pass rush, as we mentioned yesterday. We ranked all of the different position groups. Um, and obviously, pass rush is kind of a hybrid position group. 
if Micah Parsons is there at 16 and there aren't any more glaring om- uh, uh, admissions from you know the off-the-field stuff that has kind of hampered his draft stock at this point, do you take him at 16? I don't think the Arizona Cardinals do. They just don't. I mean, they took Robert Kimdichie at, uh, what, 29th overall after he fell out of a hotel window by smoking some synthetic marijuana. He was tripping pretty hard. (laughs) I don't know. I've known some people that have dabbled in stuff like that, but they've never fallen out of a hotel window. But the Arizona Cardinals, it feels like – and then the same draft – wasn't it the same draft where they took Hassan Reddick um, and they had the opportunity to take Reuben Foster? Am I mixing my drafts up? But I think that was No, I believe that's right, and he dropped till the end of the first round, right? And the San Francisco 49ers were the guy, the team that traded back in to pick up on Reuben Foster. Um, I, I kind of, it's, I see some similarities. Micah Parsons, if if you don't know the story, this is a guy that when he was about 17 or 18 years old, he was kind of, he, he has some character flaws that the, that this is why he's dropping character concerns of allegations of bullying and sexual harassment. Right now, Micah Parsons during this entire draft process, you know, this is one of the quotes he just kind of said that he uh, he doesn't want to be defined by that. And a lot of people aren't, you know, the same person that they were when they were 17 and 18. But at the same token, it's like a lot of people didn't make the same mistakes that he did at 17 and 18 as well. Like I'm, I'm willing to give second chances, but that's an absolute red flag. Uh, the good thing is that Micah Parsons isn't going to be coming in and he's not going to have the ability to bully anybody in the Cardinals mm-hmm. locker room. And he has the upside to be a guy that would be like Bobby Wagner or yeah. a guy like Patrick Luke Willis. Keekley. I mean, he's a machine. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it's one of those players that if you pass on him at 16, you you could regret it. You could regret it mightily. Like he could be a guy that could be, you know, an all-pro type linebacker. He's got that skill set. I mean, good lord, his pro day was just out of this world. Four point three nine forty-yard dash. You know, he had nearly a forty-inch vertical. He's just an just a machine. And he also plays the angles really well. He sat out last season, but he was, you know, he seemed like he was a slam dunk. You know, top five pick before these allegations came out. Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple positives as you mentioned right there. the The overall negative here for the Cardinals at 16 is a ripple effect from them drafting Isaiah Simmons last year. So if they draft Tristan Warps last year, and they have a need at linebacker, I know they they moved uh, they moved Isaiah Simmons to inside linebacker. Micah Parsons would be the perfect choice for the Cardinals for the 2021 draft. Unfortunately, there's so – it's just a a cluster, as it were, in the linebacker room where we don't – there aren't really many defined roles yet because it's predicated upon what Isaiah Simmons can do and what they want – where they want to put him. If you were to draft an offensive lineman last year, then obviously the cornerback – I mean, it may be somewhat similar to where we are now, a similar road, but instead of a no way, they can't draft him to a – huh. Maybe this could work because they need linebacker help. It's completely different now. They almost can't take him. They're almost forced to take a corner, which they need, obviously. And if you pass on this guy, you could be passing on an all-pro heartbeat of your defense for the next decade, which they don't come around very often. And from what people are saying, the tape I've watched, from what I heard from Trevor Sikma and, and Ben Solak, our boys from the Draft Network who do, who do the uh, Locked on NFL Draft, He's a he's a he's a beast, but it's the off the field issues that's that's causing him to drop, and that's it. So the NFL has overlooked things like this a lot 
But it really yeah. comes down to do you want to be part of that group, part of that group thing where it's like, I don't care, put the jersey on, let's roll, or you take the more prudent approach and say, we don't want that in our locker room, even the chance to have that in our locker room. It's a tough decision. There isn't that type of speed at the linebacking position in the NFL. Like the Arizona Cardinals would be trendsetters. I mean, when we talk about if there's the potential, and it's pretty much you know a coin flip what you see with mock drafts, that the 49ers take Justin Fields at third overall. It's probably their, I would think that's the best bet. A guy that ran a 4.4340, you know, as far as, having to spy him and keep tabs on him, getting out and going with his legs and some of the running backs in the division to have a guy like Isaiah Simmons who runs a 4.39 and a guy like Micah Parsons who runs a 4.39 at the linebacking position, not edge rusher, the linebacking. That, I mean, that's absurd. It would be like a hybrid new age version of Jimmy Johnson dropping secondary guys, cornerbacks to play linebacker, like, like what he used to do in Miami. I mean, it's like, so there are two guys that I watch for the linebacker position as the, like we see Fred Warner twice a year, Bobby Wagner's quote unquote old news because he, I mean, he's the, he's the, the metronome for that defense and has been for a long time in Seattle. I look at Devin White and Devin Bush as these maulers who are so fast. And I looked at their 40s because I didn't know Devin White from Tampa Bay ran a 4-4-2. And Devin Bush ran a four four four. So you're in the vicinity. Obviously, every hundreds of a second could make or break a player. But I mean, when you're that close, Michael Parsons is faster than those guys. He's a big hitter, and people see sitting out a year as potentially a downside. That's one less year of hits that these guys are taking. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. So it's a, if you can look at it as a positive that way. If Steve Kime wants to talk himself into it, if Michael Parsons is there. It's another thing you could talk yourself into, but I think sticking and picking, whether it be Caleb Farley or um, or Newsom or out. sorry, Caleb Farley also sat out. Right, exactly. I mean, so it's I mean, and obviously that was uh, absolutely necessary with what he's been dealing with. He, I think he will be ready to roll at the end of July after the most recent surgery. Do you remember what we were talking about early last season? After you know, just seeing Isaiah Simmons used sparingly and and him kind of struggling to get on the playing field, what we were kind of talking about, Patrick Queen, we're like, oh man, the yeah. Cardinals could have had Patrick. That's Queen. another one. That's another. That's yeah. another guy. I mean, those are three guys right there that really, I mean, get they they give your defense when you don't have to worry about the guy in the middle, kind of that quarterback of the defense. It lets the rest of the defense kind of eat a little bit, it, and, and guys like Queen. And white and and those guys that hold down the middle of the field, uh, it. I mean, it, it's really intriguing. But the, the biggest thing is the Arizona Cardinals really have to figure out. You know, is he worth the gamble? Because we saw with with Ruben Foster, it didn't work out. I mean, he he continued to make you know dumb mistakes mm-hmm. off the field that kept him. You know, he also dealt with injuries. But you know, Micah Parsons is it's it's a roll of the dice. You know, it's just. This is a wrinkle. It's not like, oh, well, if Devontae, should they take Devontae Smith if he drops to 16? I mean, there's no way Devontae Smith is dropping to 16. Like, this is a real life possibility that the Cardinals could be facing. And we're going to talk about this more on the other side. The draft is should be becoming more clear, but there's still 
a couple big question marks surrounding this roster for the Cardinals that makes that pick at 16 still difficult in what path the Cardinals should take. We'll talk about that next. Bo Brock at Bob Rack on Twitter. Me, Clancy's Corner, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals at Locked on AZ Cards. We'll do the final segment next. But first, I always love talking about Rock Auto. If you've listened to the podcast for more than two episodes where I take over the reins, um, you know that I don't know anything about cars, and rockauto.com has got you covered. If you know things about cars, you don't feel comfortable going to change storefronts yet with the pandemic going on. If you don't want to have those awkward conversations when you go to said chain storefront and you don't know where things are, you have to ask people, where is this? Where is this? Here's the SKU number. Here's the serial number. I can't find it in the store. Rockauto.com has got you covered. It's, it's a website. Go to the website. It's a family-owned business. It's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. It's got everything you need. Everything. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, carpet, whatever. Whether it's for your daily driver or your weekend classic car, rockauto.com's got what you need. All the part, all the prices are exactly the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers, which is nice. That's not always the case at chain storefronts. And the prices are reliably low. That's the best part. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. You write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. They know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So I do want to ask this. I want to rip the Band-Aid off. Again, it is April 13th, 2021, Bo. We're two weeks, 15 days away from the draft. Larry Fitzgerald's nowhere to be found. I mean, people know where he is. We just mm-hmm. don't know if he's going to be wearing number 11 for the Red for the Redbirds next year. I want to yeah. ask. I want to rip the Band-Aid off. We talked about this last week. I want to just, just touch on this from time to time until he actually makes a decision. Is there a point where him taking too much time, which I haven't done anything for 17 years in a row. I mean, I've <laughs> driven, for, but it's like, right. imagine like your whole life, your whole adult life. You've been doing this one mm-hmm. thing, and you've been exemplary at it, and you've been heralded for it, and you've made a lot of money doing it. And obviously, yes, he wants to get into big-time business afterwards. He's always had that business acumen, whether it be owning a professional franchise or whatever. Take as much time as you need if you're going to retire. Wake up every morning for four months in a row, whatever, and know that you're making the right decision. Cool. There is a fine, razor-thin line between that and being selfish, in my opinion. If it's, I don't think it's ego-driven because Larry Fitzgerald shows his ego in different ways. It's his paycheck. Like, that. that's him being very quiet. He, he's not an egomaniacal person. But Bo, if he, if he doesn't tell the Cardinals before the draft, gives some sort of inkling or at least makes it public, maybe they know and they're not giving the information out yet, is there a way that this could turn from do whatever you need to do to make the right decision to becoming selfish? No, just because of the position that he plays. I don't think it's going to impact how these guys uh, draft and how the team, once they start to get into, you know, voluntary workouts and mandatory workouts and, uh, you know, mini camp, that it's going to affect how those guys prepare for the 2021 season. I almost can see a scenario where, you know, it's June or July, you know, depending on what happens if Larry comes out with a decision. Because it's going to be the biggest newsmaking move between potentially now and the draft. That the Cardinals have left this offseason, you know, whether he stays or if, if he if he retires, I, I could even see him in July, like maybe not dragging this out. He's not a quarterback. It's not Brett Favre. Right. Like we need to figure it out. Right. We, they have three capable wide receivers in their room now. 
with AJ Green and, and Christian Kirk and of course DeAndre Hopkins. But no, I, I don't I don't think so. I think he can take his time. Uh I mean, people are impatient and they're gonna want an answer. I just think that Larry Fitzgerald, it, it's gonna be up to him. Does he want to go through the rigors of a 17 game season now? And in, in year is it year 18 for Larry Fitz? Uh I mean I, I don't think it's selfish. It, it, it is. It's a huge decision for him. You know, do, does he want to come back, go through that as far as a, a preseason, a training camp, um, you know, regular season, and also have, you know, an opportunity that he had a role that he hasn't had his entire career. It's going to be very limited. So, I mean, there's potential that his, his catch, uh, his consecutive games with a catch could end just because he's not going to have the opportunities on the field. So he's just got to make the decision, and him taking the time, it, I don't think it necessarily impacts the Cardinals. They're clearly still building this roster to compete in 2021 with or without Larry Fitzgerald, and that's that's not an indictment. That's not a knock on anybody. Right, yeah. I mean, if he comes back, it's not going to be for chasing records, as you mentioned. I mean, he's – like, maybe the consecutive catch streak, sure. That's a nice record to have. Ain't nobody breaking that. Nobody's breaking that regardless. So He could – he could he if he plays every game this season and he catches a ball in each and every game he'll be two behind Rice. Man. He'll be two games behind Rice, which is I mean, do they count playoffs for that? Well, obviously, they must count playoffs for that too. It it doesn't matter. Um, the bigger records is what I'm talking about, like receptions, right. receiving yards, because he's not going to get the opportunity. You're right. the The couple things that the couple little wrinkles of this is money. Like yeah. the longer he waits, the less money they're going to have. And yeah. that may be the best part. Like, if he can come back for one year, four mil, or whatever, you know, add dummy years, whatever they do now to make it work, cool. Every second that he doesn't make a decision, I want him to come back more. <laughs> like, one more, because, I mean, he could, I mean, it could be as simple as him trying to fuse together, do I want to play versus, is this roster really good enough to make a run? Maybe he wants to wait to see what they do. Maybe he wants to yeah. wait to see what they do in the draft. If they draft a corner, if they draft a corner in the first and second round, which is definitely a possibility that we don't talk about, but if they can draft Caleb Farley and Asante Samuel, if he drops in the second round, then you're cooking. Then you immediately yeah. have a full tank of gas from the cornerback position based on projection. It's I don't want him to retire yet because of how much he means to the organization, but if he does... He's leaving the organization finally in stable hands with players that are on the roster, which you can't really say for the majority of his career. I mean, obviously, the Kurt Warner years, the Bruce Arians years, even though they weren't maybe as stable as we thought they were, like compared to years past, they were, but he's leaving the Cardinals in good hands if he chooses to bid everybody uh, you know, adieu and just ride off into the sunset to his next venture. Right, yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, the only thing he'd be missing out is – on is is the fun is the fun of, of being and the on a victory team lap. This much the final victory yeah. lap of like yeah. hey this is my last year shower mm-hmm. me with gifts which you probably yeah, wouldn't yeah no doubt <laughs> he would hate that <laughs> he would hate that he would, he would hate that. that I mean he's continually maintained that he's not going to let anybody know so he can't have that victory lap um, so we'll see I mean yeah, but you're right I mean it, the Cardinals have set themselves up though this off season to you know over two weeks from now almost two weeks exactly to really take and fill needs the remaining needs in the draft like they could they could go 16 and 49 and they could go corner corner and that people would be like holy crap that's the la- that's the last remaining thing that Steve Kime has to do to have a really successful offseason and it's something that he's never done Alex and it's 
nailing the draft. Mm-hmm. If he nails this draft, if he puts forth an A effort at on draft day or the, that draft weekend, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be an absolute problem in, in the NFC West. And speaking of Kime, I want to get into this tomorrow. Okay. You and I both. Yes. We need to do the Steve Kime acceptance speech of receiving the Alpha Award for the best sports transaction of the year. Because I think we got to hear from what we think Steve Kime would say during his acceptance speech to all those nerds for giving him that award. Yeah, especially because he didn't do anything. It was a Bidwell to <laughs> McNair conversation. But you know what? You got to shower him with praise when we're probably irrationally putting too much on his plate for. I'm sure, like, weren't there rumbles that Cliff Kingsbury wanted Andy Isabella? And that was his pick. So, like, I know Stevie Baby, we give him a lot of crap, and rightfully so, but yes, we will dive as deep as you want into the MIT Sloan Analytics School Award for uh, the biggest highway robbery job of 2020, and that was that's superseding Tom Brady's decision to go to Tampa Bay. So that's one thing the Arizona Cardinals have that nobody could take away from them. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, the wide like, and I want. I wish we had another hour because I, I, we haven't talked for one second about them going corner corner, and if they go corner corner in the first and second round, like. That changes, and but I mean wide receiver, there's still a lot of things that they need to do. So we will talk about, we'll put a button on it right now. Um, man, Micah Parsons at 16, there's still so many things that could happen. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Brock, follow me at Clancy's Corner. Bo put out a little um, vignette, is that what you call him? A little, it was a, a minute pop about uh, the Cardinals signing James Conner. Check that out. We've both retweeted it. Follow Locked On NFL Pods on Twitter as well. That's kind of the the hub of all of the uh, Locked On Podcast Network NFL content from all the great hosts that we have. Bo and I are going to be putting out another little um, little ditty about Jack and, and Diane. Uh, about a two-minute thing coming out just about what James Conner's impact could be. Uh, check that out at Locked On AZ Cards. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.